What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Hit the Books Podcast. We're excited to have you this week. The 20th episode that we're releasing for Hit the Books Podcast. We're excited. We're ready to go. Divisional matchup this week. Let's see what's going on. How we doing, Huff? Doing pretty good. The card uh, for this weekend, we are kind of all over the place. You led us a 2-1. and one. I held up the 4-2-2. to two and two. Not happy about it. Lost the point. One unit on that after Saturday's card. I literally had two picks and no unit movement going one and one with the Jamar Chase touchdown. And then I came right back with the Bills' first half spread, minus two and a half. Uh, Steelers were a bad beat for me on Sunday, watching my team just get crushed by a, a very explosive Kansas City team showing what they're capable of and why they're one of the Super Bowl favorites. Uh, and then Mackie, tough weekend, one or one and three. Uh, I've seen you come back from from further down, so I have more than faith in you to come back from that. But divisional weekend, we're running out of games to make picks for. Uh, we got two more rounds of the playoffs before the Super Bowl, so now's preferably we do it sooner than later coming back. But I'm currently standing up some units. You guys are in the hole a little bit. I have I have faith in the boys to bring this thing back and turn the season around for you guys. What's up, Mackie? <laughs> Yeah, uh, just a little, just another tough week. I was chasing losses again, but uh, trying to get on the right track this week. See what I can do. Chasing losses, the one that you, ch- the one pick that I remember you adding last second was the the one that you hit, the Cowboys Cardinals under fifty one. Was that what I hit? I don't know. Yeah. I was one and three. It was just, re- it was just an awful week. Yeah, you you missed on the Raiders with the points. Jesse hit on the Bengals with the points there, and then you, obviously Cowboys minus three. I, I can't tell you enough, but my Steelers did the same thing, so I fully understand betting with your boys. Dude, Cowboys just so disappointing. I can't I just I can't even talk about it. Just an awful game to watch, awful game to watch them play. Off the card, I personally had a great weekend. a uh, couple big picks. I had the Bills in the first half. That was on my card. Uh, I didn't have anything spread wise or anything in the Bengals Raiders game. I just had the Jamar Chase anytime touchdown. I almost took his receiving prop. I said last week he could. It wouldn't surprise me if he had over 100 yards, which he did. Um, he was set at like 69 and a half. That was free money on the over. But um, I had Bills the first half. I had Bills with the points. Um, what else did I take this weekend? Uh, going into Sunday, I had the Card- or Cardinals. I had uh, 49ers plus three and a half. I had Dallas Cowboys team total under 24 and a half. And then things got ugly for me with the Steeler game. I, I was heavy on some props in the money line and the spread. But another another hit I had on the Bills game, Dawson Knox first touchdown. It was a big weekend for the first touchdowns for me as I cashed in on uh, Odell Beckham Jr. plus 1,050 on uh, Monday Night Football for the Rams. Also with the Rams, uh, minus 2.5 as well as the second half money line. I had a great weekend. Football and hockey, had some nice hockey picks, but... Uh, we're mainly here to talk football. So, Mackie, what else did you take off the card this weekend that was a good play for you? Yeah, Huff and I actually both hit plus – well, I hit uh, Dak Prescott plus 1,000, 98 to win 980 for our, our anytime touchdown score in that game. So, that was one of their, what, only two touchdowns? Yeah. So. And you live bet that, right? Yeah, it was a live bet. I had $98 in my account, and I was like, you know what, fuck it up. Why not? My my bet on Odell, I slapped down eighty five to win. It was like win like nine hundred on the first touchdown. Uh, there was a play in that first quarter where Sony Michelle looked like he broke free, and the safety for the Cardinals came out of nowhere. I don't know if it was Buda Baker or not. Came out of nowhere to tackle him down at like the thirty yard line. I was yelling to go go go, and then once I thought he was free, I was like, someone get him, someone get him. But uh. As they got down to the goal line, they ran two run plays, got down to the three or four, and uh, the fade to OBJ in the corner, and the rest is history. I cashed a nice little winner on Monday Night Football for a thousand bucks. So, yeah, you know he's catching that too. Yeah, yeah, he's not dropping that ball. If it's a perfectly thrown ball, I love him to get the hands on it and get the feet down. Got to reach back like one three sometimes, but. <laughs> um. Yeah, off the off the card, that was really it for me. I had a couple, I had a lot of winners. I wish I would have put my entire weekend on the card. I had a very profitable weekend, but it's, it's just so tough to put a first touchdown on the card. As as me and Mackie said last week, you kind of got to expect those to lose. Uh, going into the week, I said that, and then I hit 
two on both of my first touchdown bets. So <laughs> take it for what it's worth. Made me some money. I'm happy with it, but a couple live hockey bets here and there too to have a great weekend. But we're looking ahead at the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. A couple big matchups this week. I think um, the biggest being the Chiefs Bills. A lot of people saying that's gonna that's the real AFC championship. Uh, with the other game being Bengals-Titans, and then we got Packers uh, at home against the San Francisco 49ers. Whether you say they're a hot team or it was a fluke win against the Cowboys in the playoffs, the 49ers are coming to play in this game. So, uh, And then the last one, we got the the high-flying Rams going into Tampa Bay to place, uh, play Tom Brady. So definitely a lot of good football this weekend. I'm excited to watch it, definitely excited to bet on it. So hopefully we can make some money, kind of turn around these card records and uh, see what we can do here. I've been doing good off the card. Let's. I need that to, uh, to transfer onto my record and stuff like that. How about you guys? Yeah, well, you're the least. We both need to have some big, big weeks this week. Um, can't be like chasing anything. I gotta actually like something, you know. Yeah, you can't just be giving out a pick to give out a pick. I just been throwing plays out there just because I need to, but uh, I gotta actually like it. So I'll be strict this week. I got to pick it up. I'm down big on the card, but I've been slowly crawling back and I'm looking forward to it. This, Jesse has been week. slowly crawling back, going like two and one. He has. Going He's like two. You, you were almost down ten, technically 10 units at one point, and now you're climbing back. You're almost only down five. So, past couple of weeks, you've been killing it. You kind of dug yourself a hole early in the season, but uh, that's, why, that's why we play the games. That's why we bet on them to see what we can do here. But, past couple of weeks, you definitely have the best record out of all of us. So, Hopefully you can carry that forward going into the divisional round and AFC and FC championship next week and then cap it off with a big win on the Super Bowl. So uh, we'll see what we can do here. Like we said, we don't want to force any plays, anything like that. But uh, let's get right into the games this weekend, huh? Let's do it. Yeah, four games this weekend, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. I got a trend to start us off for this week. Since 2010, the overs hit 61% of the time in divisional round matchups. Said last week that they hit 65% of the time in the wildcard matchups. So a little lower, but take that into consideration in your bets this week. The first game we got is Saturday, 4.30, Cincinnati Bengals at the Tennessee Titans. We got the Titans favorited at minus 3.5 points. The over-under at 47 and the money line at minus 190. The Bengals have covered five straight. The Bengals are 6-1 and one against the spread in their last seven against the Titans. The Titans are 3-11-1 against the spread in their last 15 games versus AFC North Division teams. And Titans are 0-5 against the spread in their last five Saturday home games. Definitely a lot of interesting stats there. I think the biggest question mark coming into this game is if King Henry King Henry's going to be back for this one. Uh, the ESPN injury reports reading that Henry, with his foot injury, responded well to contact Tuesday and will now continue practicing through the rest of this week, uh, with the Titans likely waiting until Friday to officially decide his availability for Saturday's game against Cincinnati. That, that line's going to heavily change when Derrick Henry announces that he's going to play in this game. Think it's going to be dip, dipping down towards Titans by maybe five and a half, but I don't know. That's a big question mark. The Bengals are riding high into this playoff. They had a shaky, shaky game in my opinion against the Raiders. Raiders looked like they were going to win that game, not necessarily win it, but I'd say cover. But um, it came down to the end. Carr throwing the pick on the goal line, but they had a chance. They had every chance to come back in that game. All the injuries to the. Cincinnati defense, it was just one after another. Um, I really thought the Raiders had a chance to cover that thing with all the injuries. But that being said, I, I, if they can get some of these guys back on the defensive side of the ball, obviously without Derrick Henry in the game, I love Cincinnati money line, but I'd probably end up giving them the points. Going into these playoffs, when I looked at the tree, I kind of thought the road was the easiest for the Bengals getting uh, the Raiders in the first round and getting the the Titans in the second round. I know they got the bye week, but uh, we all know who the true one seed is in the, in the AFC, and that's Kansas City. But Cincinnati's going to be – could be without 
uh, their defense and Trey Hendrickson. He's been a big part of the run stop and defense in the pass rush. Jermaine Pratt, he's another one. He's out with COVID. Couple, a lot of guys on the defensive side of the ball. I don't even see. I see two receivers and a lineman. The rest are defensive guys for uh, Cincinnati. So you definitely hate to see that against a very explosive offense like Tennessee. Tannehill's done it before uh, in the playoffs. He's never gotten the whole way, but he's definitely known for having an explosive game in the playoffs. What do you think, Mackie? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I kind of disagree with what you're saying. I don't, I don't really think Tannehill's going to have a game that he, – he doesn't have any experience, really. I mean, he's won a few playoff games. He, what's his spread of this game? Three and, and a half. half. I said I like the Bengals' money line, but I like the Bengals with the points. Is De- Derek Henry, you said, is like probable, right? He's like – if I had to put a percentage on it, I'd say it's 65-35 he's going to play. Yeah, I don't know. I just can't – I don't know. Joe Burrow really surprises me. He's been playing incredible. Him and Jamar Chase, their connection is just I, – I, there's nothing better than it right now. I don't really see them losing, especially when they have the they, – they got this matchup. They need to take advantage of it. The real AFC Championship game, like you said, is over in, um, in Kansas, Kansas City, City this, this week. week but yeah. I, I just think the Bengals get it done here. I don't think Tennessee has the team or the willpower to – to get this done. Joe Burrow's rolling right now. The Bengals are rolling right now. You know, with everything that they've went through this year, coming out first in the AFC North, I think they get it done here, and they're playing for, uh, playing for the, uh, a chance to get into the Super Bowl next week. Yeah, I, they definitely are. Uh, their money line is tempting me. What's their money line sitting at? You didn't read off their money line. I thought it was last time plus I saw 165. it. Plus 165. Plus 160 yeah. on Fandle. Uh, plus okay. 160. I mean, regardless, that's a that's a worth a play in my opinion. I can definitely see the Bengals winning this thing, but uh, as far as my pick, I'm going to give them the points. I love the three and a half. They can lose by the field goal. I just think the biggest question mark coming into this game is going to be Tennessee's defense against, like you said, the very explosive Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. And it hasn't even just been Jamar Chase. Last week, I had the Chase touchdown, and you sh- and Burrow showed us that really he can get the ball to anyone on the field, whether it be T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd. Joe Mixon went down with an injury for a little bit in that game with the ankle injury. You're going to wonder if that's going to carry over and linger into this divisional game. But with that being said, I do think the Bengals' offense is enough to put up a lot of points in this game. I feel like their offense kind of struggled getting on the board a couple times where they had a lot of chances to score points last week against the Vegas Raiders. But I don't think they'll struggle too much in Tennessee. It's a tough place to play. Uh, The Titans fans have definitely been thirsty for a playoff run. They finally get the bye week. We'll see if it was good for them. Some teams, it's it's almost you'd rather play a like a t- be a two seed and play the play the Steelers or um, who was the other who was the seventh seed in the uh, NFC? I'm blanking right now. The Eagles kind of keep yeah, it's your basically guns free. Yeah, keep your guns rolling. Those teams are the two seeds for a reason. In the old playoffs, they would have a bye as well. So. Yeah, I'm all over Cincinnati plus three and a half here, but the money line's very tempting. I understand if someone likes the money line. Yeah, I think that uh, bye week is actually going to affect the Titans in a bad way. You know, players like Aaron Rodgers, it's not gonna, it's not gonna put a toll on them. It's actually going to benefit them. But I feel like players like Brian Tannehill and teams like the Titans, they they're just losing a groove, and it's not that's not what they need right now. Yeah, I think the only person that obviously this bye week helped was. Derrick Henry sitting out most of the year with that foot injury and stuff like that. But yeah, for sure. He get that extra week of rest if they're looking to get him back, which they are. So, like I said, the big determining factor in this game is Derrick Henry and his status going into this game. I I think it's worth – I mean, if you like the Bengals, this line, I don't see this line moving too much. I think if you can get it at three and a half, I like it at three and a half, but – with everything I'm hearing, Derrick Henry should play in this game, so I think this line could change a little bit, and maybe you get the Bengals at five and a half, but I don't know. I like a money line, so uh, you might want to wait on that as well, but to each their own, I'm going to I'm gonna roll with Bengals with the points. I like that pick there, Huff. I think it's a solid move with all the trends. Bengals covering a lot recently. I see them at least covering. No chance they yeah, I think I think they get it done here too. I think they cover maybe money line, but give them the points. points. Three and a half is a great number. 
All right, and for the Bengals-Titans, we're going to take a look at some of these touchdown score props. We're going to start off by the anytime touchdown score. The heavy favorite, if he plays, Derrick Henry, minus 190. Joe Mixon, the we got to wonder if that ankle injury is going to carry over into this game, but minus 110 to get into the end zone anytime. Jamar Chase, plus 145. A.J. Brown, tied at plus 145. And Dante Foreman, plus 180 to round out that top five with, a, with T. Higgins not sitting too far behind at plus 195. Yeah, I like Jamar Chase odds. Um, I think he can definitely find his way into the end zone this game. He's gonna he's gonna be he- heavily relied on. He's gonna be heavily targeted. You know, Joe Burrow just just if he has no other play, just throws it up to him. So throw it back at the end zone, he can get up and grab it. So I don't know. I think it's I think it's pretty uh, easy for him to get into the end zone. Yeah, I took him last week, and obviously we know how that paid out for me, but. I uh, definitely am not going to shy away from taking him again. I think, I think like you said, Burrow is going to be looking for him. And the the one that's sitting at plus 195, T. Higgins, he, Burrow showed that he had a lot of chances to get him in the end zone last week. He just kept dropping the ball. Uh, I don't know. I think I think if Burrow keeps going to him with the, the coverage that you expect on Jamar Chase, uh, I think T. Higgins plus 195 has some value. That being said, I think... Both guys can get in the end zone. We know how much Burrow likes, loves to throw the ball. Uh, but another one that's tempting to me is Mixon minus 110. But I like the Higgins odds at plus 195. Yeah, you're, I, I think he does get heavily targeted a little more because of how heavily guarded Jamar Chase is. But, he, you know, he's got to catch the ball. He's got to get up and um, make a play for the ball. And he wasn't getting it done last game. So, I mean, I don't think Joe Burrow is going to shy away from throwing him the ball again. But... You know he's got to make he's got to make the play. So I like that play. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that happening. I thought it was going to happen multiple times last week, and like I said, he just kept dropping it. But um, we'll move on to the first touchdown score for Bengals Titans. Obviously, same with the anytime the heavy favorite Derrick Henry sitting as low as plus four forty on Fanduel. Joe Mixon plus seven hundred. AJ Brown eight fifty. Jamar Chase plus nine fifty. Dante Foreman plus a thousand and T Higgins plus eleven hundred. Out of those six names, I see the most value in Jamar Chase plus nine fifty. Yeah, plus nine fifty. That's that's crazy odds. I would I I would expect him to be sitting around six fifty seven hundred, but say seven hundred right there. Nine nine fifty. I think there's a lot of value in Jamar Chase. Uh, I don't see too much value in a. Even if the Titans get the first touchdown, I think it's obvious. It's easy to say it should be Derrick Henry, but if he's playing, yeah, if he's playing. But the Titans, I feel like they love to go to no-name tight ends. Like, like I don't even know who Nick Westbrook Akeen is, but he's only plus fourteen hundred, and obviously Tannehill has shown that he likes to use that guy. But yeah, or Tannehill. You know what I mean? Though, the Titan. Would you say? Or Tannehill can like use his feet and he can run it in the end zone. I feel like Titans never like. They don't have that one one guy that they go to for uh exactly goal to go, you know. With Julio Jones kind of having another sketchy season, showing that he's unable to really stay healthy, but yeah, well, he's Julio. Uh, he's Julio's done. plus fourteen hundred in this game, and like you said, Tyler or Tyler Boyd fifteen hundred. He's tied with Ryan Tannehill at plus fifteen hundred. So. A lot, obviously, that the people think that Tannehill could use his feet, like you just said, and get in the end zone first. But I think most value, like we we now have agreed on, is Jamar Chase plus nine fifty. Yeah, definitely. I'm a big Jamar Chase fan. Recently, I think he's proved a lot. Do you think he can go to Azuma two weeks in a row? You cashed on Azuma last week. You didn't. You didn't talk about that in the beginning of the pod. Yeah, I did hit Azuma plus twelve hundred. It was a. Uh... I went through ten dollars on it, so I won one, one twenty. But I don't know. I just threw that out there. I saw the odds, and I was like, he can definitely throw it to him. I saw him the little little hitch route he did, and uh, put it right in his gut. That was yeah. a nice play. I wish I threw a little more money on it, though. Yeah, I know what you mean, but can't complain about a hit, especially on a first touchdown. Like we always say, you gotta expect those to not hit, but. We did pretty good on the first touchdown scores last weekend. I mean, you got to think we might want to lean into those maybe this weekend with only yeah, four. Yeah, you know, you test your luck too much. Yeah, yeah exactly. You might. Yeah, that's the kind of thing. You just got to quit while you're ahead. But 
I can't yeah, say I get, that because I'll definitely hammer a first touchdown this weekend. <laughs> I got Mississippi State plus six and a half, and they're about a. Oh my god, this bum just missed, bro. They lost by eight. Oh my god, he just missed a wide open layup. Yeah. But uh, for this Bengals Titans game, we have a lot of the props are already released. One that I absolutely love is. Uh, not to, I don't love the odds, but I think it's a lock. Is Joe Burrow over one and a half passing touchdowns? It's minus 170. I think that's more of a parlay play, like a player prop parlay play. But I love him to get two t- two passing touchdowns for sure. I think it should be set at two. Um, I'd maybe like the odds a little more because I think he gets three in the air. Yeah, I could, I, I could definitely see that going over. I could also see a bunch of like, I don't know, I think the Bengals do a bunch of trick plays where it's like. Hitching ladder, or like just like everything in the backfield, and then it ends up being like a rushing touchdown, or I don't know. I, I like, I, I think he can definitely hit that over, but Tannehill, Tannehill sitting at plus, uh, same thing, one and a half touchdowns. The over is plus 108. I think those odds are very heavily kind of favored in Derrick Henry being a huge part of the Titans offense in this game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. They're expecting a lot of uh, goal line touchdowns, one, one yard rushes. As far as the passing yards, you got Tannehill sitting at 238.5 and Joe Burrow, 278.5. Both odds going either way is minus 114 for both players. Yeah, but Burrow's is a little little high to bet on. Yeah, we said last week Hammer is over and that hit as well, but um, Tannehill, that's a sketchy number. I could see if the Titans get a lead in this game, they just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. I, I I like Tannehill under two forty. Yeah, I think, th- I think that's a good play. I don't really trust that because I feel like late in a game you can get garbage a garbage like sixty yards. I could put him over. Exactly. But I think that's a good play. I think he can go under. As far as receiving props, Jamar Chase they raised him this week by eight yards. He's sitting at seventy seven and a half. I'm going to say it again. It wouldn't surprise me if he goes off for a hundred yards. Who is that again? Jamar Chase, 77 and a half. Receiving? Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see him going. Wow, that's low. I feel like he should be like. He was 69 and a half. He was 69 and a half last week. Wow. Well, he's living up to it, so. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think he he should go over there. If the Bengals come out and play like we, we expect them to, he should go over that. Yeah, one that one that I think is tempting is Julio Jones forty five and a half to go under. I actually don't think he'll be too big of a part of this offense this week. Yeah, I don't. He, you know, he's just so unreliable lately. He's so not himself. He's he's just a mediocre receiver at this point. I don't see him as anything other than that. I mean, injuries have held have held him back. Old age has held him back, but I don't know. He's just not. He's just not the old Julio Jones. Yeah. Do you see any value in AJ Brown over under seventy four and a half? I just, no. I don't. I don't see any value in any Tennessee player getting going. Honestly, I don't think they're gonna come out and. I think they're gonna choke hard. I I wouldn't bet on any of their players going over any prop. I was I was get, that was kind of a perfect segue into me saying, do you see Derrick Henry rushing going over? His line is not even set yet. Uh, as we said, he's the heavy favorite for the first and anytime touchdown, but he does not have a rushing prop set yet for the yardage. Uh, but we will talk Joe Mixon over under 61 and a half. Any interest there? Yeah, I think he gets over 61 and a half. I think they they give him the ball a good amount just to, you know, keep it, keep him like on their toes, keep the defense on their uh, toes. But He'll he'll he can break out for two three runs for twenty yards and then he hits it right there and then all he needs is a, a little um it's a little few five yard runs and he'll get it. Yeah, I I agree with that. I th- I I wouldn't be surprised if in this game the Bengals jump out to a lead, maybe seven or ten nothing, ten three even, and they start to go to mix in a little early to milk some of that clock in the first half. And I could see him have it sitting right around thirty five forty yards in the first half, and then the second half is where he'll be used. Um, a lot, and I could see him ending this game with right around 70, 75 yards. Yeah, and then I, I think he can get up to, towards 100, you know, especially if they're up the entire game, you're going to be running the ball a lot, just trying to kill some clock. 
you know, he all he needs is a few breakout runs and then adds 25 yards, and there he is over 100 yards. Yeah. I think the Bengals control this whole game and pull off the upset. Yeah, I, I agree with that right there. I like the, I like, like we said, we like the Bengals' money line, but I'm going to give them the points at least for my sake. As far as the first half spread, I took one last week on my card with the Bucks. Mackie, I know you took it off the card. Um, we both found a lot of value in the Bucks minus four and a half, plus 100. This week, we got the Bengals sitting at plus two and a half, first half, plus 100, and Titans minus two and a half, minus 120. I like the Bengals to have a lead at halftime. What's the money line? First half, we'll go three way first. The three way is Bengals plus 155, Titans minus right. 140. I love that. I love the Bengals first half there. Could be on the card. Yeah, that could be a play there. Good stuff. All right. Next game, Saturday primetime. We got the San Francisco 49ers at the Green Bay Packers. We got the Packers favorited at minus six. The money line at minus 255 and the over-under at 46.5. San Francisco's money line at plus 210. The 49ers have won three straight playoff games versus Green Bay. 2013, 2014, and 2020. The Niners have been playoff underdogs just four times since 1980. One and three straight up and against the spread in those four. The Packers are seven and two straight up, six and three against the spread in the past nine games as the playoff favorite. And the Niners are 5-1 and one straight up and against the spread in their last six games. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I had the 49ers last week, and I really thought Garoppolo was throwing that game away to Dallas. Despite the, the sketchy ball-spotting ball situation at the end of the game after the, the quarterback draw by Dak, get downfield and give him one more shot at the end zone, a little closer chance. Uh, we all know what happened there, Mackie, you especially with the, the situation where he kind of forgot the ref has to spot the ball, not the quarterback. But yeah, and then he gets in his way too. Yeah, but, um, but with that, with that being said, the refs fucked us the entire game, and that's not even just me being a Dallas fan. It's just I was, uh, dude. I was. Wa- I don't want to cut you off there, but I was watching that game. I was on the phone with Jesse, and I said uh, Dallas has taken probably twenty five penalties this game. I mean, granted, they kind of did it to themselves, but there's calls that they made that they shouldn't have made in that time. Most like, of them were false play. starts. Most of them were false starts and holds, but there were a couple sketchy calls that I was like, "That's that's not a penalty." I didn't think. I believe it was a pass it was interference. Defense holding. That's what it yeah, was. Yeah, I had. I mean, you you agree with every call the refs are making, but I didn't like that call one way or another. If it would have been half, um, but Garoppolo, I mean, everyone's praising Garoppolo right now, but I, he didn't even play that good in this game, even though he won outright. 16 for 25, 172 yards and a pick. No touchdowns. The only touchdowns for San Francisco coming from Elijah Mitchell, who actually got the first touchdown. Uh, I didn't know what his odds were. I think he was sitting around 700. But And then you got Debo Samuel. He got in on a rush, not even a pass. So they're showing that they can use Debo in a lot of situations. Obviously, we know the Packers didn't play last week, but there's a lot of a lot of people riding the Packers right now, and for good reason. They look kind of unbeatable until they play in the NFC Championship. <laughs> but uh, there's so many, there's a lot of questionable players, but we all kind of know what's going to happen. Elijah Mitchell's questionable. I predict him to play in this game. Bosa, he went down last week, and another big one for the 49ers is uh, Mackie. Do you know the status of Fred Warner? No idea. But I'm I don't think Bosa is going to be playing next week. Yeah, I was going to say I don't. Th- I think they could be without Bosa and Warner, which are their two cornerstone defensive players. When Warner went down in that game, I said I literally told myself I said this is not over because he is the franchise player on their defensive side of the ball. He's the one calling the plays. He's definitely a top two, top three linebacker in the in the NFL. So if they're without Fred Warner, he's questionable with this game with an ankle injury. He's expected to be a limited participant at Tuesday's practice, so we're not going to know anything going into tomorrow. And um, let me see the status of Bosa. He has a concussion. He did not practice today, so uh, we know what the protocol for the concussion protocol looks like for the NFL. So uh, he's we'll not have to see. Playing. I was going to say we'll have to see if he can overcome everything and play, but it's looking like they could be without Bosa. There's a chance they get Warner back. That was a scary injury as he went down non-contact. A lot of people, me and myself, thought it was an ACL, MCL kind of situation, the non-contact knee injuries. 
uh, similar to what happened to uh, Jameson in the for Alabama, the wide receiver. So uh, in the yeah. national championship game, but you you hate to see a guy go down like that, but it's part of the game. Um, they're headed up to Green Bay. Uh, I I just don't have too much faith in the 49ers right now. Having them last week against Dallas, it was more of a fade Dallas in the playoff pick for me. But <laughs> that being said, it it's not going to carry over into Green Bay, at least for my personal side of things. My wager will probably be on the Packers minus six. I do think there's a chance this pushes, but I think the Packers get out to a very early lead, get the ball first, get down the field, get a touchdown. 7 nothing real quick and have Lambeau rocking. That place is electric in the playoffs. Like I said, there I can see them winning this game. Obviously, the money line, I think you're very safe with that minus 255 if you want to throw a four-leg parlay in for this weekend. But I like the minus six. As far as the over-under, that 46.5, the weather is going to come into play with this game. Jimmy G is one and th- I think he's either 1-2 and two or 0-3 oh uh, in games that are below freezing. Uh, that's coming from a quarterback that played in New England. So uh, not a lot of stats pointing towards the 49ers here. I like the Packers a lot, minus six. Mackie, how about yeah, there's, you? There's absolutely no way Jimmy G goes in with that 49ers team and even puts up a fight in, in the frozen tundra up in Wisconsin. Um, that, that team, giving that team an, an, another week rest, you know, they got everything going for them right now. They're within the season 14-3, and three, best record in the league. Aaron Rodgers, MVP contest or contestant. I just don't see San Francisco even putting up a fight. You know that defense is playing better than they've ever played. Aaron Rodgers is th- is throwing the ball better or just as good as he's ever done. My, I don't think six points is enough. I think this could be like a seven, eight point spread. I was gonna say I think they win this game by ten. They're just they're more. just trying to like respect them because it's a divisional game. It's not a wild card game. So, but. No shot. They come in here and put up a fight. No shot. Yeah, I'm all over the Packers minus six here. Um, do you any any um interest in any of these anytime touchdown scores? I'll read them off. You kind of let me know the odds that you like. Uh, we got Devontae Adams, the heavy favorite, minus one forty. Anytime. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones minus one ten. Debo minus one hundred five. AJ Dillon, the bigger back. Plus one fifteen, Elijah Mitchell plus one thirty to round off the top five. Well, get get into like the get into like the lower odds, the, the more plus odds. So some some of the plus odds that I like that Rogers is known to going to. He's not really heavy on the plus side, but he's sitting at the six the six best odds, or however you want to word it. He's top six. Uh, Alan Lazard, Rogers is known to go to him. Uh, he's been very profitable for the first touchdown this year. I think he's gotten a three. Three or maybe four times, but um, that could be wrong. I know he's gotten it three times because the one time I had Devontae Adams and they threw it to Lazard. But another one, we got Kittle, 185. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, plus 220. And Randall Cobb, plus 220. I like, I like Scantling. I think he gets in the end zone. I think the value yeah. there is crazy. He, he's, a, he's a huge red zone target for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's such a big receiver. He's he's he has that ability to the jump ball. He's been able to go up and get that that high thrown ball by Rodgers. Any any interest in the Green Bay defense to score a touchdown in this game plus five hundred? I don't know. I mean, I could see Jimmy G falling apart and throwing an obvious pick six, but I don't think the value's there. Yeah, I, I I never I've never taken a defense of any time or even first touchdown, but I definitely think there's there's some value there if you like it. Maybe Jair Alexander to break one free if he's coming back for this game. Uh, I think that week about the week off and the bye week this past week helped them a lot with some of their injuries. Rogers toe injury that he's been dealing with all year. But yeah, my my favorite pick for here is I think Devontae Adams minus one forty is the safest pick here, obviously for good reason. Yeah, I think there's no chance he doesn't find the end zone in this game. Now we'll, we'll slide it down to the first touchdown score. Devontae, plus 550. Aaron Jones, plus 600. And Debo, plus 700. Tied with A.J. Dillon, plus 700. What do you think? I, I like Devontae first. Just get he, You know he's going to him. I don't know. I feel like it could be, it could be ran in, too. 
It, I mean, it very well could be. And at that, I like AJ Dillon down near the goal line. Yeah, over Aaron Jones. Yeah, I'm like, I I can see Aaron Jones kind of getting him down there with maybe a long, uh, a long screen play. Get him down there like a thirty yard, twenty five yard pass, or not even a pass, but you know what I mean, catch and run for twenty five yards or so. Get him down near the goal line, then they're going to bring the big back in to get him in. But would not surprise me if Devontae gets in first. But like I said, he loves to go to Lazard first, plus nine fifty. So uh, Rodgers is known for spreading the ball around. The good quarterbacks are always able to do that. But the tight ends were very profitable this past weekend. So obviously the tight end for the Packers, Mercedes Lewis. I don't know if I have too much interest in him, plus twenty nine hundred. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put my money on him. Yeah, I think I think I'd lean towards probably if I had to pick out of these three, probably Devontae, AJ Dillon, or Lazard. Even like you said, Scantling. I don't think that's a bad pick at all. He's plus eleven hundred. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's a, he's a sleeper. Yeah, he. De- I mean, between him and Lazard, the two, the three, however you want to put him in a position, they have a very nice receiving trio there up there in Green Bay. So uh, definitely due to part of Rogers throwing the ball, but. Devontae Adams could be playing for a lot of receivers and have a very healthy season statistically. So, um, But yeah, that being said, I like the Packers minus six. The over-under is so scary. I could see the Packers get, scoring 35, 38 points in this game, especially without Warner and Bosa if they both don't play. But Packers minus six is a safe play. Yeah, I agree. I think Packers get it done here and walk into the NFC Championship game. Jumping into Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern, we have the Los Angeles Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Got the Bucs coming in this game, favorited at minus three, the money line at minus 149, and the over-under at 48.5. The Rams' money line at plus 124. The Bucs are 11-1 straight up in their last 12 at home. The Bucs are 10-1 against the spread in their last 11 games played on a Sunday at home. The Rams are 9-2 and two against the spread in their last 11 games against Tampa Bay. So do you think the Rams cover here? Do you think the Bucs just come in and take care of business Tom Brady style? Yeah, I think this game can go one of two ways. It can either go everything goes right for Tom Brady or everything goes wrong for Tom Brady. And you know this team's been injured. You know, you got Godwin out. I'm not sure if Fournette's back. I think he is actually. But, uh, you know, A.B. walking out. They just they're not they're not fully healthy. They've been struggling, but um actually not really struggling, but they've uh, had a lot of questions up in the air about their team and how, how they're gonna perform in the playoffs. The one thing that I think we I'm weaning the Bucks. One reason I'm weaning on the Bucks is because the Rams already beat them this season. They already beat them in third. Just gonna say that three, in week three. You know, how how many teams can beat Tom Brady twice in one year? So not not Matt Stafford and the Rams is my prediction. yeah I just there's not a lot of I just don't have a lot of faith in Matt I mean Matt Stafford did have a hell of a game last against the Cardinals yeah I'll give him that but this is a situation he's never been in and I think experience wins it here for the Bucks yeah I personally I like I like the Bucks here too for the same reason you said and a little before we started talking then the next game it's kind of going to determine my pick too it's so hard to beat a good quarterback twice in one season. But both of these spreads for Sunday sitting so close, I think the uh, Buccaneers minus three is tempting, but it's looking like a lot of the money's going towards L.A. We could see the Bucs minus two and a half. I'm a lot more comfortable sitting there. Um, I know you get the push with the field goal, but how often does that actually happen? But uh, like you said, this game is either going to be more of, I don't know if it's going to be Tom Brady's uh, failures. I think it's going to be, if the Rams want to be in this game, that defense is going to have to come out and ball and bail Matt Stafford out of a lot of tough situations. Their offense has shown that they can score a lot of points this season. Obviously, Monday night doing it against the the Arizona Cardinals. But I just think that in this kind of game, the better team kind of comes out on top. I know how injured the Bucks are, but I, I love Tampa Bay minus three. I love them even more minus two and a half, but that money line minus one four or minus one forty six is not too bad. Yeah, if you're if you're looking for a maybe a two leg money line parlay this weekend, I definitely like the Bucks money line to win this thing outright. Yeah, I agree. I think the Bucks. I I, I think they do cover the spread as well. I 
I think um, if anything, it comes down to like Matt Stafford having a minute and a half to get six to down six just to score a touchdown. But I was gonna say they're gonna be down, kind of similar to that Raiders Bengals game at the end there. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I I definitely think Tom Brady comes out on top here. I think the biggest thing is that the Bucks are getting. Or did Levante David play last week? I didn't get a chance to watch that Bucks Eagles game. I don't think so. Yeah, I heard. I heard he could be back for this game. The 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 veteran at this point of his career, middle linebacker for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they got Devin White as well. But like you said, dealing with some injuries. Uh, as far as Fournette goes, Arian said today that the Buccaneers continue to take a wait and see approach with Fournette's hamstring. So. That could be a, a more of a game time decision, but guys like Giovanni Bernard and they've all stepped up. They've shown that they have three, maybe even four running backs that are capable of when Tom Brady's at the helm calling the plays. Uh, and you have to, you obviously have the threat of the pass. It's it opens up the chances for the run. Even though Bernard's success has come a lot on the run, uh, the run plays or not run plays, the pass plays thrown to the running back, but. Uh, Levante David is just listed as questionable for this game. No explanation or update on his injury. The other running back, Ronald Jones, uh, he did not practice today. So I think it's safe to say we might not see Ronald Jones this week. I think it's safe to say we could be getting Fournette back. They could be running Fournette and Bernard. But the really the biggest the biggest injury right now for the Bucs is that Tristan Wirfs went down early on in that Eagles game. I did and see at- that. After that, after he went down early on in the first quarter, Tom Brady was taking some heavy hits from the Eagles' defensive linemen, uh, showing that they they're going to blindside him if they have to, or hit him from the strong side. I mean, uh, the offensive line showed that you know the young the young star-studded tackle, what he really does for the chemistry on that offensive line is a lot more than just pass block. They obviously are a full unit, all five guys. Is I mean, you could say that for all NFL teams, but any offensive line that's blocking for Tom Brady, they they definitely have an extra little bit of juice going in each week. Yeah, you know you 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 don't want to upset the guy. You know you know intensity. You'll be off the team. Uh, you'll be off the team the next day. It's like it's like pissing off LeBron. Yeah, same same thing, same situation. Yeah, I I like the Bucks minus three. I think I I'm kind of on the same boat with what you said. I think if the Bucks win this game, they cover the spread. I don't see a situation where Rams plus three is worth value though. Yeah, if you're going to take the Rams, you're going to take their money line here. And even that, the plus 124, there's no value in that for me at least. But Yeah, well, people might... you got to love the Rams here to take yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. As far as the anytime touchdown scores for this for this game specifically, we have the, the Triple Crown winner, Cooper Cup, sitting as the favorite, minus 135. That's one of his lighter odds of the season. Oh, I love that. Mike Evans, minus 125. Tied with Fournette minus one twenty five, Gronk. Uh, I had him last week to get in any time. Plus, I think I had him plus one twenty five. He's now dropped to plus one ten. As uh, Fanduel and the odds makers are starting to realize how much Tom looks to him in the playoffs, because as a familiar face to get in the to throw the ball to. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I only really see value that value in uh, the Cooper Cup is my, what minus one thirty five. Yeah. Yeah, I think he definitely finds it back at the end zone here. Because, you know, the Rams are going to get their points, too. But um, I don't know. I don't really see much value in anyone. Because Tom Brady can throw it to anybody. I mean, he always finds an open receiver. You find a guy like Keyshawn Vaughn in the end zone like he did last week. Exactly. Like, I don't I don't really see value in Mike Evans because Tom Brady doesn't – he can check him, check him off. And, like, if he sees something better, he's going to throw it to him. He's not going to wait to see if Mike Evans finishes, finishes his route. And, um – I don't know. It's just his experience, just him seeing the whole field, seeing the the, the open guy. Um, I don't know. It could be anybody. So I don't really see value in Mike Evans as minus one twenty five anytime touchdown score because highly possible he doesn't find the back of the end zone. And and with what you just said, the exact opposite with why I like Cooper Cup on the minus one thirty five. Stafford has shown why he likes to go to him for good reason. The the yards, the catches, the touchdowns. Uh, he's been a lead all season, but um, kind of, you know what I mean? Saying the exact opposite about the Bucks. anytime. I feel like there's a lot of value, like you said, in Cooper Cup. For yeah, that exactly. Reason. Yeah, yeah. He's but, so reliable in that situation. Exactly. 
Uh, as far as the first touchdown score, this is another one that's a little iffy for that same reason. You got Fournette and Cooper Cup tied as the oh we got the three way tie for the favor for the favorite at plus six hundred. We have Fournette, Cup, and Mike Evans all sitting at plus six hundred. Gronk plus seven hundred. Keyshawn Vaughn, Cam Akers sitting at plus eight hundred. And then my boy that made me some money last weekend, OBJ plus a thousand. Yeah, I don't really see no any value in any players. I don't I don't really I don't know. This isn't like these are two teams where it's not one specific player like Devontae Adams or something like that. Yeah. I was gonna say just to make a pick, I'll go I, I like Gronk probably plus seven. Yeah, I like Gronk too, actually. I love Gronk. Plus what is he, plus seven hundred? Yeah. Yeah, might as well. The passing props for this game. We got Tom Brady sitting at a high both quarterbacks sitting at a high number, very pass heavy offenses. Uh Tom Brady sitting at two eighty six and a half and wow. Stafford two seventy nine and a half. A well, lot of Stafford's yards come on the after the the yards after catch with the Cooper with the star studded receivers Cooper Cup Odell even a guy like Van Jefferson has shown his ability to get downfield and even get some yards after catch but obviously the most the the most reliable receiver on the Rams has been Cup all season and his yards after catch has ha- helped Stafford get a lot of his p- passing stats this season. Yeah, Stafford's has had his big numbers, but you got it's a lot to do with the. Uh receiving core that they have over there in LA. Did you see the stat in the uh I know I called you during the Rams game and you said you weren't watching it. I don't know what point they put the stat up, but uh Matt Stafford has now been a part of both leading receiving yard seasons. Uh Cooper Calvin Cup Johnson and Calvin Johnson. Wow, that's crazy. And people kind of hate on Matt Stafford. I, I was a Matt Stafford guy when he went to Detroit uh, just being a Georgia fan, but Going to Detroit, it's hard to root for anyone. So, my boy DeAndre Swift sitting up there right now, wasting a couple years of his NFL career. But um, yeah, yeah I'll be out soon. Yeah, I was just gonna say he's gonna leave there soon, so I don't have to worry about too much there. But Stafford, two seventy nine, tough number. I don't really love either way going on this with uh, either quarterback. So I'll definitely be staying away from the passing props. But I think that I think there's value in Stafford's over if you're looking for a prop. But I probably won't be taking it. Yeah, I won't be. T- I don't really like touching anything like that, but um, I think there's good value in it if anyone's looking at it. And for that kind of for the reason, I think that Stafford could go over. I think I like Cooper Cup sitting at one hundred two and a half. It's such a high number, but when you're getting the ball thrown to you twenty times a game and you're catching it sixteen times, you really just need to average seven yards a catch, and you're going to hit that <laughs> over. Which is nothing. Yeah. To him he breaks one for 40 50 yards every game so i mean even last week they were up by i don't even know like 20 something yeah they were up by 20 and cooper cup catches a ball there's like four minutes left in the game he catches the ball and literally looks like he's fighting for the rams down 14 he's breaking tackles juking dudes out on the cardinals defense the yards after catch for the dude this year is unreal so um I think there's value in his over, but I really don't love any of the props in this game. Um, but I'll just name another one. Odell, 45 and a half. Van Jefferson, 35 and a half. And then Mike Evans, 69 and a half. Mike Evans, 69 and a half. Hmm. I, I literally think it's that that's a sweat play. I could see him having like I, I think 65 I like, or like 78. I think I like the under on that. Yeah, I could see it, I could see it being close, but I I definitely see val- I could see it going under. Yeah, I don't know. That's that, that's a scary one. The thing is, the Buck if Fournette doesn't play, they don't have a dominant running back that they can go to to just kill clock. Uh, they're going to be leaning heavy on without Fournette. They'll be looking at a lot of Geo Bernard coming out of the backfield and and Vaughn. Yeah. So, but I don't know. Gronk sixty six and a half. That's a that's a high number for him, but he's done it before, so. Uh, I think he could go over that, but he's also known for when they're down near the goal line, Gronk or Tom goes the old reliable Gronk in the end zone. So yeah, just, just it's a lot of short passes, yards. a lot of first down for a lot of third and fours for a first down. Not necessarily going to break the big player, throw it to him deep, but 66 and a half. I don't see too much value going either way for that game. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I'll, just, I'll just stay away from that. I don't have much to say about that. 
yeah, my my only pick for this game is going to be if it. I like the Bucks with the points. I hope it drops to minus two and a half. We'll see. I like it too. Good stuff. I'm all with Tom Brady here. I think you got to ride Tom Brady in this situation. In this situation, I'm just riding my futures bet. I just want to see a Bucks Chiefs Super Bowl. Hop's all about that futures bet. I love it. Moving on, we got the Sunday night, 6.30 Eastern, Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs coming into this game, favorited at minus one and a half. The money line at minus 126 and the over-under at 54 and a half. Buffalo's money line at plus 108. As a playoff underdog, the Bills have won just once since 1980, January 9th, 1993 at Pittsburgh for a 1-12 and straight up, 3-10 and against the spread record. Bills are 8-3 and against the spread in their last 11 games in Kansas City. And the Chiefs are 15-6 and against the spread in their last 21 games versus the AFC East Division. I'll start us out here. I like I like the Chiefs to win this thing. Uh, the one and a half scares me a little bit for I don't know why, but I think if the Chiefs win this game, I don't necessarily think it's going to be as ugly as the their win against the Steelers. And for good reason, the Bills are a much better team than Pittsburgh this year. Both teams showing that they can score forty plus points a game. Uh, I don't care who's who it's against. Their offenses are very explosive for. Um, Good reason. Guys like Kelsey, Hill, Mahomes, Hardman, Pringle. The name the names go on and on for Kansas City. And then you look at the offensive side of the ball for Buffalo. You got guys like Diggs, Allen, uh, even Singletary on a good day is capable of uh getting some yardage and maybe a touchdown. A, a receiver I like on on Buffalo is Gabe Davis. But I, I I'd hate to say that our I'd hate to go against my boy Dawson Knox. He's he made me some money last weekend as well. So, a lot of skill on both sides of the field for the offenses for this team, or for these teams. But I don't know. I, I'm leaning towards the Chiefs here for the same reason that we like the Bucks in the last game. It's so tough to beat a good quarterback twice, and I don't see Mahomes losing to the Bills twice in one season, despite the Bills' defense being as good as it is. Yeah, you know, I'm 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 rolling with you here. I think the Chiefs definitely get it done here. They had they got their loss out of the way against the Bengals week seventeen, I think. Yeah, I, that's and, what uh, I said. That was gonna, perfect right before the playoffs. Yeah, they're just gonna they're just gonna roll through the playoffs now. And um, like like you said before, the Bills already beat them this year. But um, I do like the over. I know it's a little higher over over. Tired than all the other ones, but like I said, for good reason though. Yeah, I mean they both do have good defenses, but you know, better offense is better than better def or good offenses are better than good defenses. So, you know, um, quarterbacks gonna be slinging the football. It's gonna be not. It's not gonna be too cold in Kansas City. I doubt it, but it's gonna be a good game. I think. Uh, yeah. I think it's gonna be a shootout. Yeah, I like the Chiefs, and I definitely can agree with that. I could see like. An easy 17-17, if not 21-17 Chiefs at halftime. Yeah, high-scoring game the entire time. That being said, I, I'm going to take a look at the first what the first half total is set at just because I just made that score prediction. The first <laughs> half total is sitting at 27. That's high, but, you know. Both scores I just it. said hit that over. They could definitely hit it. Yeah. I almost took the under last week in the Steelers-Chiefs game, despite that garbage, not garbage because he's my boy, but that T.J. Watt touchdown for the first touchdown. Another one where we say defenses rarely get the first touchdown. The Steelers do it against Pat Mahomes, but it wasn't a pick. It was a fumble, but without that, that would have been a very, very, very ugly game. Yeah, and especially because you were up 7 nothing, you know, made, made it a little more respectable. Yeah. The fact that I can, uh, the fact that we can say we led at some point in the game, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think everything's pointing towards the Chiefs here, and honestly, I think what the NFL wants at this point is a Bengals Chiefs AFC Championship, Burrow yeah, versus Mahomes, especially, especially after what Burrow said after the the win against the Chiefs in Week what was that seventeen? You said Mackey? Yeah, Week seventeen. Yeah, he said this is the new rivalry. I expect this to happen. You know what I mean? Kind of gassing himself up, but I'll take my home. That wasn't a fluke. Yeah. 
I don't know. I like I like the Chiefs in this game. I definitely would enjoy a Chiefs versus Bengals AFC Championship and a Bucks Pack or a Bucks Packers NFC Championship. So yeah, see, I'd rather see the Bills win this game. I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, if if I didn't have a futures bet, I might be able to agree with you, but I'm rolling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that bet's definitely uh, making you a little biased. <laughs> do you think it's it, it was 111 to win 1500 do you think if going into N- nfc afc championship weekend next weekend if both of those teams are alive do you think i'll be able to cash out for like 500 i think if the chiefs win this game they're oh oh to cash out yeah just i wouldn't do it i'm letting it ride but what do you do you think it would offer it yeah yeah, Four definitely. teams remaining, two of them are the teams. Because it's not like I need one of them to win the Super Bowl. Because there is a bet that you can do early on in the year, like exact outcome, Chiefs to beat the Bucks or Bucks to beat yeah. the Chiefs. I just, just did the that. matchup. But that's like, you know, they start offering when they think they're going to lose, when they, when they see that, they're, they like, that there's not a lot of value in, in um, letting it play out. Like, they'll offer you money. But, yeah, I think they'll give you – at least 500 because you gotta you gotta assume chiefs are gonna be if they win this game they'll be at least six point favorites five point favorites in that afc championship game i was gonna say five i was gonna say you're sitting right there where i think it'll be five and a half six so that then you just gotta worry about packers bucks which if the packers don't even win they'll offer you a lot more than that yeah they'll get if packers somehow lose to the 49ers this weekend I think I'll be looking at a nice cash out option this weekend. We'll see. I can hope you for also, it, but like you I said, need bu- you also need two wins from the Bucks and the and Chiefs. Chiefs. But like I said, it's t- like we said, tough game for the Chiefs going against Buffalo. But yeah, so I don't know a lot. A lot of good football this weekend. Uh, I think that's. I mean, I know there's only four games, but we just agreed on every single spread, which is crazy. We never do that. I know we never do that. Guess we got some team plays this weekend. Yeah, it's looking like the team card could be returning for divisional round. Love it. All right, we're going to look into these props for this uh, projected big game of the weekend, Bills-Chiefs. The touchdown scorer props, the favorite being, the two favorites being uh, the big guys from Kansas City, Kelsey and Hill. Kelsey minus 125. Hill minus 115. And the the new look running back for the Chiefs, Jarek McKinnon minus 110, tied with Singletary minus 110. And Stefan Diggs plus 115 to round out the top five. Stefan Diggs plus 115. I love that. Where's my boy Dawson? Plus 180 for Dawson Knox. Wow. Yeah, uh, Kelsey at what? What is it? Would you say Kelsey was minus one fifteen? One twenty-five. I love it. One twenty-five. Yeah, I still love it. You know, these guys are going to find their way into the end zone sooner or later, especially in a yeah. game like this where the offense is going to be rolling. All the big name players are going to find their way to the end, end zone. Just the name the of all of them. I was going to say just the name of more underdog guy. I've been saying Pringle and Hardman all year. I think it's a game where Hardman can get in the end zone. Sitting at plus three hundred, I think there's some value there. I mean, I had him first touchdown score last game, but obviously didn't hit. But I, I, I think he, he, he's someone that Mahomes always seems to find in the back of the end zone when he's scrambling around. And he's just a bunch of little five foot ten guys running around in the back of the end zone. Mahomes trying to find, you know, him Hardman. You got Hardman, Hill, and um, Pringle. They're all so short. They all look the same. Yeah, he always he always ends up finding Hardman for the. For a touchdown, and I don't know. I see a lot of value in him. I think he's underrated. Yeah, I've been saying it all year. With the the, it's not just Kelsey and Hill on the Chiefs. The the Pringle and Hardman, uh, two and three receivers for them are more than skilled. So I like I I can't agree with you more. I see a lot of value in Hardman plus three hundred anytime. Yeah, it's a good. That's a lot of good odds to get him at. As far as the first touchdown, we'll go. Travis Kelsey plus seven hundred, Tyreek Hill plus seven fifty, Jarek McKinnon seven fifty, Clyde Edwards Alaire plus seven fifty, 
Singletary plus eight hundred, and Diggs plus nine hundred. I like I like the Bills to get the first touchdown here, but um, I got then I gotta say my boy Dawson Knox thirteen hundred. <laughs> I like Diggs though. I, I do like Diggs. I think he I feel like he done. doesn't get the first touchdown a lot. Yeah, well, you, in games like this, you gotta go to your your. Um, you go to what works. You go to all reliable, you know. Yeah. Josh Allen plus one thousand. Any interest there, dude? That that could hit too. That's any time or first. Plus one or plus one thousand first. I'll read you his odds for any time. Hold on one second. Let me hit see all. Only plus one forty five anytime. Yeah. Wow. That's definitely. There's definitely no value in that one. <laughs> Yeah, it's a quarterback. I mean, he's. I don't want to say he's not known for his rushing. He definitely is, but you'd like to see him sit in 180, maybe even 200. Yeah, definitely. Plus, there's just no value there. Yeah. Mahomes, anytime now that we're talking quarterbacks, 340. No, really. Want... He's way and... too many options to run it. Yeah, and he's way too good for him to risk an injury to run the ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Take a hit on the goal line. He doesn't have the size that Allen has. Allen's a bone or a, a wrecking ball. Allen is literally a young Ben that can run better. Yeah, can just, sling the ball. Little, he's just a little more, um, a little more agile. Yeah, and that, that's kind of being said with what the NFL is turning into with a lot of these quarterbacks being mobile. Some of them being more run heavy than others, but even the guys that are known for passing, they're able to get you know forty rushing yards any game. Ten years ago, if you would tell me a lot of these quarterbacks would be averaging the X amount of rushing yards a game, I would say you're crazy. I think a lot of people would, but that just shows the way the game's going. Yeah, I totally agree. I think games just for just um, the word I'm looking for. It's just uh, developing as time yeah. goes. Yeah, you have to adapt with the ways, and a lot of these quarterbacks coming into the league are you. It's not just be able to throw the ball 80 yards, 50 yards anymore. It's you got to be able to do it on the run. Like uh, I know he lost, but a throw by Kyler Murray last week that I was just absolutely amazed by when they were down near their own end zone, not the pick six, but the play he was running, he was scrambling out. He was on his back foot and threw the ball from probably his own three or four yard line to the other side of the field. I think it landed at the 45, and it didn't even look like he was trying to throw it that hard. Yeah, it's just crazy, dude. And even the Joe Burrow when he was running out of bounds and fouled. Who do you find? Tyler Boyd? Yeah. And like we're talking about him now. Allen, he was throwing the he was rushing out of bounds. He said in the interview after the game, he thought he threw the ball away, and then he sees Dawson Knox celebrating in the end zone after the first touchdown. <laughs> it's crazy. It's insane. With these quarterbacks are so skilled these days. Yeah, definitely makes for good for a very good game. Definitely, I think this is going to be the best game of the weekend. I don't see this being a blowout, and clearly the odds makers agree putting this a minus one and a half, plus one and a half spread. Yeah, it's going to be a crazy a game. Little, a little puck line action on the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> I used I to like seeing it. that spread in the NFL. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, it should be a crazy game. As far as the. Just to, I don't know what my official card's going to be, but rolling through all the picks one more time, I think we're in agreement on all these, so I'll just kind of state them. At least I know me and Mackie are. I like the Bengals plus three and a half to start the weekend off. I like Packers minus six, Bucks minus three, and Chiefs minus one and a half or money line. Yeah, I don't have a final play on that Chiefs-Bucks uh, game. I'm definitely leading Chiefs here, but uh, I agree with the other three plays. I think it's going to be a great week this week. I think we're going to agree on a lot, and I think we're going to make a lot of money this week. Let's get to it, boys. Yeah, let's get to it. I'm excited. Definitely going to be sitting down watching all four of these games through and through. Good football, as we should expect, going into the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. All the frauds are out uh, that shouldn't have made it necessarily, some would say, but uh, that's what the NFL gets, adding a seventh team. You get teams like the Steelers and Eagles sneaking in that had no business <laughs> being there. Yeah, basically. They should probably go back to six teams. but More TV know. money. They're not doing that. Guess you're one, right. of these, one of these years, a seventh seed will beat a two, and then they'll be like, ha-ha, we told you. Yeah, ten years later. 
Yeah. Seven seeds will be one and nine straight up against two seeds, and they'll be like, see, that's why we didn't get rid of it. <laughs> I'm definitely excited for this weekend. Let's get to it. We'll release the card. Uh, we'll do Saturday at noon. I'll have the card out for Saturday, and then same thing for Sunday. We'll do a Sunday card and then combine the results for the Instagram post going in. But stay tuned to the Instagram story, the TikTok for any of the picks coming up. Let's get to it. Let's make some money. NFL divisional round. Let's go. Lots of good stuff coming up. Lots of guests, things like that. Make sure to tune in this week as well as the next few weeks for the conference championships as well as the Super Bowl episode. We have lots to look forward to and thanks for tuning in. See you next week. And that's going to do it for us here on this episode of Hit the Books Podcast. Be sure to check us out on our various social media platforms. Instagram at hitthebooks.pod, Twitter at hitthebooks underscore pod, website at hitthebookspod.com for all the latest on Hit the Books. And be sure to always study hard. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER.